Greetings all and welcome to another episode on the Courageous Path podcast with me, Rachel Horton-White. You can follow this podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes and you can learn more about me at soulfulworkconsulting.com. Today I am delighted to introduce uh, Mary Schmaling Kearns in an interview that I'm calling Sacred Adornments of the Body. Mary Schmaling Kearns has, has been found throughout the country beautifying henna art on folks since 1996. She has traveled across the globe from Mardi Gras to international music festivals, traveling and enjoying beautifying people. Mary traveled to India to photograph and document the art of Mendy and study its rich history. She's a respected multimedia artist and holds a BFA majoring in photography. Mary has exhibited her art working in galleries and held lectures and conferences in the art world. She brings her natural ability to intuitively paint freehand. And you can find her wall murals across the state adorning private homes, businesses, and in many yoga studios. Mary is an Usui Reiki master teacher, and she had run a Reiki clinic for 10 years. Today, she combines her Reiki healing and for her clients makes the connections of the mind, body, and spirit while tattooing. Mary has brought her years of experience as an artist to her tattooing at 13 Moons Tattoo Studio, and people have received henna art or permanent tattoos from Mary have walked away transformed. You can find Mary at the Eye of Henna, 13 Moons Tattoo Studio, or the Healing Art of Reiki on www.theeyeofhenna.com, T-H-E-E-Y-E-O-F-H-E-N-N-A.com, or www.healingartofreiki.com. Hope you enjoy. So good morning, Mary. Hi, good morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing awesome. Thank you for having me in your beautiful, um, amazingly decorated, positive energy uh, space here on State Street called, is it? 13 Moons, 13 moons. Okay. and the Eye of Hana and the Healing yes. Art of Reiki. So it's yes. a trifecta of yeah, events in here. Yeah, trifecta of the Trinity. <laughs> um, so I've known about you for a while now and happened to run into you when I was getting my hair cut right upstairs from you at Jamie O'Sullivan's spot and um, just in that brief conversation felt like I really wanted to hear, hear more about what you do in your life and um, and how it can potentially help inspire other people who might want to do something similar or just hear some words of wisdom and thought from you. So um, with that would you mind just telling me and anybody listening a little bit about you and how you came to be doing this work? Yeah, definitely. I think the work found me. You know, I guess you could say that, you know, I've been doing HANA for 20 years in Maine and throughout the New England area and traveling. And we'll wait for this beautiful siren to pass. <laughs> Downtown. <laughs> this is what it's like in the studio. Very yeah. busy. Very busy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, doing henna has been, I think, a little bit of a magical situation in my life because it kind of just unfolded with 
without effort. Mm. So, you know, when you try to like say, what do I want to do with my life or where's my path taking me? Like literally saw Hannah in a magazine and I thought that is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Um, it felt sacred to me and I had never seen it before. And at the time, like the internet wasn't around. This was like 1990, well, 1990. Yeah. And, um, well, it wasn't a thing. There wasn't Google or anything, you know, yeah. anything like that. And so I went to the library and picked out every book on India I could find and all the National Geographics I could find. And um, I think the beauty of henna is that, you know, it is impermanent. And so it's this beauty that's um, tem temporal and it, and it fades. And there's something that's magical about this adornment on the body that is only time you know I started doing the artwork for myself so I went to like the whole grocer that was in Portland at the mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. and I got hair henna mm -hmm. and I was like all right I'm gonna play around with this because there was no recipe there was no like henna kit there was nothing mm -hmm. nobody to really ask and so I made some mixtures at home finally got it right got it wrong a bunch of times mm -hmm. and then I don't even know why I was so persistent mm -hmm. um, it's just not really in my nature to just like really just stick with some one kind of, you know, process and just go, I'm going to do this, you know, yeah. but I didn't have the results that I saw in the mm -hmm. magazine. So I was like, I got to get it like that <laughs> and, you know, have a beautiful stain because that was really hard. Like it was chemistry behind henna. Mm -hmm. And then um, I was, you know, doing henna on myself and so many friends and family that I was like, okay, maybe they're tired of me like mm -hmm. drawing on them. And so I made a little pamphlet like mm -hmm. whatever you know those little things you rip off for like finding a roommate or looking yeah. for help yeah or, like those little, <laughs> yeah, little tear, tear, tear sheets yeah and uh I got my first person to come to my house and she loved it and I was like wow look how she just she just loved what I did for her and so the second person came to my house um she just said this is so amazing she's like would you do this you know one day a week at my shop in Portland I was like well, yes, of course, you know, and yeah. that's it. I then made a tiny business card, and here I am 20 years later, still doing what I do. You just started out small, just putting the word out there. Yeah, I think it just magnified, and I was the only one in Portland doing henna at the time, and, yeah. you know, it was just something that I think that was unique enough, um, building, you know, people to connect with culture and mm -hmm connecting them with their bodies. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it turned into. And I have found throughout the years, you know, what henna does once it's on your body, it, it actually makes you relate to your body more and mm -hmm. it becomes an empowering connection for people to have that reflection. That's incredible. And you said something that I want to come back to because it was so beautiful about the impermanence of henna. Yeah. Um, and I, and you were, I know you were about to make an analogy before the siren came went by, but it was, I'm just curious what you were going to say about that. That you know, it does it's not permanent like a right. tattoo, and it is. It's so it's meditative, I think, in a mm -hmm. way. So people come to me whether they're looking for something that's going to be a blessing for a ceremony or adorning a belly because they're changing um, through pregnancy, um, or they're looking for some self love, yeah. a reflection of self love for themselves, and so. That gives them this almost period of time to focus on that. And even when I was doing henna on myself and not even, you know, in a business, mm -hmm. I, that's what it was for me. You know, I was like, oh, we, I, I feel like I need energy. 
Um, I'm going through a transition in my life, whether it was a relationship or um, going through a trauma or anything. I was like, this is giving me some support and some energy. Mm-hmm. And then it would go away. Mm-hmm. So it was very healing. Like life, you know, like yeah. we have these moments of joy or peace and for a little while and maybe we can carry that feeling with us for a longer while but often in that those extreme moments they are here and then they then they leave and another moment comes and that's in my mind kind of like the impermanence of henna a little bit you know it is and i think too one thing that people don't tend to remember is that henna is a plant so it's a medicinal plant and it actually has its own chemistry and its own you know medicinal qualities so it is healing it's healing to the skin and it you are getting some benefits that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. are very healing to the body. Is it called, this is very, very sad that I don't even know, is it henna, the name of the plant? So yeah, henna is the, the plant, and then yes. the art is actually called mendi, so oh, yeah. Okay, and does henna grow around here? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Only sure. like in the Middle East and in India. Yeah. Maybe some parts of Africa, like Morocco, but yeah, very hot, warm climates. Yeah. How did you come to do Reiki? Which, I'm, from what I've I've done Reiki myself on people, and I've had it done, and I know a little bit about it. But I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I came to Reiki. I was working at the time at a gem and mineral store in Portland, stones and stuff. I was managing oh, yes. that for six yeah. years, and This girl came in and she was really, you know, seemed real familiar to me. I said, I know this person. And it turned out that she was like in a women's studies class with me at USM. We got talking and I said, well, what do you do? And she goes, oh, I'm a Reiki master. Mm -hmm. And I had been doing a lot of polarity and a lot of, you know, diving into energy work and getting sessions and different types of stuff. And she's like, well, you you know, I was like, well, what is that? And she's like, we kind of have to feel it to understand it. And so I was like, all right, sign me up. And I went and I saw her and I immediately, you know, had a like knee-jerk reaction, got up off the table, sat up, and mm-hmm. I was like, what are you doing? What mm-hmm. are you doing to me? Mm-hmm. She like picked up her hand. She goes, this is Reiki. And I was like, oh my God, I know exactly what you're doing. And to me, it was the most familiar form of healing touch therapy because it was like what I used to do for myself when I was like 10 years old. So when I wasn't feeling well, or I had an upset stomach, or I was emotionally not balanced, I would use my hands and kind of calm my body down. And nobody had ever done that for me, whether it was massage or even polarity or anything else. And so I ended up going for about a year, seeing her. And she um, asked me to do uh, some artwork for her studio. And instead of getting paid, I asked to be trained. And I trained for over a year. And then... um, I've been practicing now for 13 years and did my attunements all pregnant. Uh, had Reiki when I was in labor. And, um, you know, when you embody Reiki, it's not a matter of like on and off, it just always is. <laughs> and whether you're interacting with it or not, I think um, I am doing Reiki when I do Hana. I am doing Reiki when I am tattooing. And I do um, Reiki for my clients if they're open for it, but before we begin tattooing, to ground them and to get them to be more spiritually connected to their bodies when they're getting something permanently done. So they're recognizing the sacredness of their body and the changing of, of what we're doing to their bodies. And I, I love that you have that as part of your practice. And um, one thing I was 
also thinking of is in terms of the spiritual aspects. It's almost like you're integrating into the physical aspect of the body, you know, channeling the light from beyond through Reiki. But then also, I imagine when you do henna, that it's almost there's the designs. Um, I, I mean, I can see some of these beautiful um, mudras, or you know, I'm not sure. Mudras really in hand, of yeah, like mandalas. Mandalas, I'm thinking yeah. mandalas. That you, when you're drawing it, are you? Do you feel like you're kind of channeling some kind of um, emotion, or um, I don't know what the word is, some kind of evocative um, ether? Like yeah, ether that yeah, you're playing, trying to bring about the spirit in a way. Yeah, well. You know, most of my work is freehand, so mm -hmm. I mean, I definitely can copy mm -hmm. something. So somebody says, I want this pattern, or I would mm -hmm. like this. Um, most of my artwork is freehand, and yeah. so I try not to let myself get involved or yeah. get in the way yeah. of what is to happen, yeah. or to have the critical mind of, it has to look like this. Mm -hmm. um, I think also from just drawing shape and pattern for so many years, there's, you know, kind of like a catalog in my mind of what I just pull from and then it, it morph, it just morphs into something. And it's so nice to have something like, I often re relate to the snowflake, it is unique to that person. It is um, only that pattern one time, you know. Yeah. So there is a, a beauty to allowing it to express itself and everybody else kind of brings their own energy. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just feel what does this person need? Mm -hmm. Or is it something structural? Is it something loose and flowy? Mm -hmm. Or um, something that is more symbolic that they need? Yeah. Just thinking it's been so long since I have had henna done. I think I just had it in my hands at a bridal shower or something. And I need to I need to come back and get it done with you. I'm just thinking, you know, what I would want would be some kind of pattern that I could look at that would, you know, would um, help me inspire me in some way or bring motivate you, know, you motivate me yeah. or just touch move me in some way do people come and ask you for those specific things I'm sure you know or do they say like I want you know a butterfly or just specific yeah I pictures? mean I have a lot of clients that come in I feel that are doing a lot of their own personal work yeah um, and they're turning to the henna to help with that healing process, whether it's like loving their body or adorning a part of their body where they don't feel as strong, where yeah. they feel that needs support. Um, mm. And just, you know, choosing to have self-love for their, for, their, for their own being, you know, mm. and having, you know, I, I know how I feel when I have henna on, and I don't really even do henna on myself very much, but I'm like, oh, wow, I forgot how amazing this is, you know, and, uh, and then I go, oh, I get it, why people like this, <laughs> you know, but, I, but when you're in a work field that that's what you do, it's like, um, sometimes you're not always gifting it to yourself, too, so sometimes I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. I'm really understanding, you know, why I'm doing what I'm doing, because I, I remember how much I enjoyed it, just mm -hmm. for myself, no, you know, not even doing it as a job, yeah. but how it feeds me, Yeah, you know. And that's, I'm, just, I'm sure people come to you also because of you, because of all the gifts that you have and what you, how you make them feel just in your presence, you know, and in, in your space. And, and Yesterday then, I had um, a couple women come in here and they just stood here. Yeah, I was, I want to do that. <laughs> I, was like, I just wanted to like touch everything, <laughs> but they just stood here. They just stood yeah. here and they just, I mean, I kind of was like in the corner getting stuff ready and I just watched them and it was like they changed immediately. 
and the air shifted and they yeah. shifted and then they were just like this is so incredible and I hadn't even done anything yet and I was like ah you know the energy is mm -hmm. just doing its work or they're feeling at home or they're feeling comfortable they're feeling at peace in this space because you know try to make it feel like a sanctuary or make it feel like they're at home and they can be themselves in this free little space you know yeah so. I, I picked up on that immediately too just with the energy do you, so is it mostly women that you work with that they come here? Or? No, I have men that come in here all the time. Yeah, I mean, the majority I would say is women. Yeah, yeah. but it's like 30% men. Wow, um, that's actually quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. And actually, believe it or not, more couples than individual mm -hmm. men. Mm -hmm. So that's been really yeah. beautiful. I've had yeah. so many couples come in and do pieces together. Mm -hmm. Lots of husband and wives doing tattoos together or doing henna together. Um, and even doing training and Reiki together. So that's been really amazing to see, like, how that, you know, binds mm -hmm. their relationship more or changes yeah. it. Yeah, that's beautiful. It uh, is. I'm thinking about my own husband. <laughs> I think he doesn't have any tattoos, but a henna would be, like, a safe way to, like, test something out, you know, right. and see what he thinks. How long does henna usually last, say, on the body for? Um, it lasts you know, up to two weeks, and it can okay. last longer than that, um, depending on someone's skin, um, yeah. the thickness of the skin, how much they mm -hmm. wash, their oils on the skin, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I'm thinking of so many things. <laughs> when you're talking, and the other thing I was, that um, just struck me is so valuable in you, what you do, because there's so many different um, themes or pieces that you know in, about life that um, could really speak to people and what you do and one of them is and you said you know body image or just mm. getting in touch with our bodies and areas of our body that we may not want to look at very much or feel we don't feel good about but when we have this beautiful design on it it does you shift love, energy yeah it makes you love it yeah yeah and you know just listening you know, to the reflections of the conversation is like, I have a lot of young women that have come in and they have self-harmed, you know, and, you know, we'll cover it up with henna or, you know, they may want to permanently cover it up. And how can I not go into um, a talk about spiritual healing or a talk about loving the body and, you know, whether they're going to choose to adorn it, you know, temporarily and work through whatever they're going on or say, you know, I've changed, I'm shifting, I am going to self-love and, you know, we are going to tattoo over my scars or I'm going to think about how I choose to love myself in my life. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it is amazing. And, you know, I'll have people that have depression and they'll come in and I'm like, you know, I can already see they have anxiety. So I'm going to offer Reiki and have them understand how they can choose to use their own bodies to help themselves. And then, you know, they're kind of like, wow, that was incredible. And I think that would be really helpful for me. So yeah. it is symbiotic. Yeah, there's so much about the energy in so many different ways. Do you have people that come to you regularly for guidance or just henna or Reiki? Yeah, I definitely yeah. have, uh, you know, some returnees and, mm -hmm. you know, people that I've been working on for years, yeah. you know, that come in. And some people that come in ritualistically in a way yeah. and, like, they crave it. Like, I need it. I need it on my body. Yes. Like, you know... Yes. Um, and I'm really grateful for that. And it's also so beautiful to watch. Yeah. So it's really neat to see someone unfold and change in front of your eyes. Yes. Yeah. It must be really magical. Um, and then back to what you had talked about originally, how you got into this work. Um, 
you know, there are probably other people listening who may be thinking, wow, that sounds so amazing. I wish I could do something like that. And i um, wondering if you have any suggestions or advice that you might give to somebody listening who um, might want to be doing this kind of work the artist, in the creative, artistic, spiritual realm, similar to what you're doing, or even if it's not exactly henna or reiki or tattooing, something. Right. How, how could they... I think the most important thing is for them to stop and listen. So once you're quiet enough and you're, you're having a conversation with your heart and your mind and you, and you can hear what that passion is and where it's taking you, then you're already engaging in your spirit. So it's not even a matter of, I'm going to set you off and motivate you to go do this, or you should be doing this with your life. It's more, have you stopped and have had a conversation with yourself about what excites you or what, it, what you're so passionate about that, that fuel can't be put out or um, you're not maybe not saying yes to yourself to give yourself permission to go that route and that's the most important step so I often am just the reflection of the mirror that says yes yes go do be you know set into motion you know it's more important for that person to have that confidence in themselves to be nurtured and supported and then they are following their spiritual path by saying yes to themselves. So if I can help people do that in any way, you know, that is a gift, you know, that only keeps on giving. And my advice that I give to everyone, and I feel like even when we first had a conversation is, when you say yes to yourself, you're giving permission to other people to do the same for themselves. Mm -hmm. So when someone says, oh, look at that person, they're doing that with their lives, or they're going out and they're doing that, and oh, maybe I can do that, or, and yes, you can, you know. So it is a, a matter of just, you know, saying I'm worthy yeah. and I deserve to live a life that is in pursuit of my own dreams, my happiness, and my passion. Absolutely. That's such a beautiful way of saying it. And I, I think, um, you know, I work with clients individually with coaching, and one of the things that I've noticed is that if we dive in too quickly to trying to figure out what it is, you know, they would like to do in a career, for instance, or their passion, it often, we kind of have, sometimes have to back up because it has, a, there might be the self-love piece that's missing there or the listening to the inner self that hasn't quite happened as much yet. And it's like the ego can't figure it out. We always want it to figure out like, or immediate gratification, right? Yes. Or if yeah. I put all my eggs in this basket, it's, or, you know, I'm going to put all these seeds here so something must sprout. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's, it doesn't mean that there's not going to be failures. I mean, uh, right. you know, learn from failures though, right? Most definitely. <laughs> and I've knocked on tons of doors and had yeah. them closed in my face or, or had my, yep. root, or had, or <laughs> had my roots ripped up underneath me and say, maybe not now or not for you. Um, and I had to say, no, I know deeper inside that there is that calling. And that I happened can't, to me today. I can't actually, deny I it. know. Yeah. Yeah. And it ha and you just keep going. And keep that's going. when you know you're doing the right thing. And even if you're already in a place where you are doing what you love, but it's not feeding you, um, or you're self-sacrificing for maybe your art, right? Which is the a little double-edged sword. It's like, oh well, what am I giving out into the world where I'm actually not getting back enough? Yeah. Or how do I reclaim my balance? Or how do I engage with the world where 
you know, I mean, I'm like a fiery person, so I could just go, 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 but then I'm like at a deficit, and then I, and I recognize how do I refuel or, you know, maybe this was serving me at a point in my life, but it's not anymore. Yes. Or I, I learned from this stage and I did this for so many years or, you know, how do I restructure what feeds me now as I grow, as I transform and, and I want to change and that's okay, you know? Yeah, we evolve as humans. That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love, every time I interview somebody, I always say this, but it's just, I, it, it, fuels me with the words that you are sharing and, and that I know, you know, are going to speak to people as they listen. So thank you for what you do. Oh, thank you. And the example <laughs> you that. provide and just, you know, I know you do it for you too. And, you know, I I'm grateful. I feel really blessed and lucky. Mm -hmm. And I say that every day. And yeah. I think when I put the gratitude so out there and I recognize you know, not to say my achievements, I recognize um, the power of saying yes to myself and, and how um, it is freeing and it frees me to be who I am in the world and I think that's a gift and so yes. very lucky to, to be in that place. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mary, for your time and um, just the positive energy you're putting out into the world. Thank you, and same with you, continuing on your path and helping people find their own enlightenment and encouraging them to dance with it. <laughs> yeah, it is, a, it is a journey, but a good one. So Thank you. we'll take care. Thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed this interview. For more information about me, you can visit www.soulfulworkconsulting.com. And I'm Rachel Horton-White. Thanks so much for listening.